0: Hello all, it's Autumn and Winter Podcast, this is Anna and Morella. and today we're continuing our talk on ageism, getting older cultural perspective and we've got Brian Naguyan. Brian, a little bit about yourself?
1: Yeah, but first I want to say Brian's like a young, young pup. I don't know why you invited him.
0: <laughs> oh, I don't know, I don't know. You'll shed some light on, you know, how the younger generation's looking at this. <laughs> okay. okay, All right.
2: Yeah. Hello, I'm Brian. I am 36 years old. Most so stresses. <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't think I necessarily represent the younger generation anymore.
1: Oh well, uh, d- mm. perspective is everything. <laughs> to me, you're yeah. the younger generation for sure. Okay. Yeah.
2: I am Vietnamese Canadian. I was born in Vancouver. My family originally came from Vietnam. They were part of the boat people in the 70s who fled the country because of the war. So from what I know, what my mother has told me, and the rest of her family, they actually had to flee the country in the middle of the night. They got on these rickety wooden boats, and they sailed on the ocean for two months.
1: On a little rickety boat? Like not a big steamer? And- no,
2: on wooden boats. <sighs> How scary, yeah. I can't uh, speak for them about what the experience must have been like, but uh, they eventually made it to Hong Kong where they stayed in refugee camps and eventually they were sponsored by a Christian group who raised money to bring them over and gave them a house to live in, actually. I think this was around 1980, and so it was my mother and her six sisters and they knew absolutely nothing about Canada. I remember one of the details she told me is that when they first came here, it was winter, and they were all wearing t-shirts, because they had no No idea how cold it would be. I was born in Vancouver, and I'd like to think that I lived a very stereotypical Canadian lifestyle. I played a lot of uh, hockey when I was growing up. That's pretty um, good,
1: Canadians. (laughs) Yeah.
2: And, you know, there were times when my mother and the rest of her family would talk about their experience, but I was very wrapped up in my own childhood. Mm -hmm. I didn't really pay that much attention to it. It wasn't until I got older that I started to realize they've been through some really horrifying experiences. and uh, They've put in a lot of work to come to Canada and raise all of their families.
1: You know, that's interesting because you are bringing a topic that's very much part of longevity. As we get years ahead, we start to look at Mm. the people who came before us with much more intent. And I know you actually made a journey back to Vietnam. Uh, Yes. How old were you when you did that?
2: It was two years ago, so I was 34. Mm -hmm. And that was my first time back in Vietnam. I guess it was a very interesting experience. I mean, walking around, I still felt very much like an outsider. I didn't speak the language as well as everybody else there. And I felt like there were a lot of cultural differences compared to the way that I'm used to living Mm -hmm. in Canada. I'd like to go back. I feel like there's still a lot for me to learn about the country, a lot for me to explore. I was only in two areas. I was in Saigon and I was in the Mekong Delta.
1: Mm, So a lot of history. Do you think as we get older, and maybe it starts when you're in mid-30s, that you want to explore your your roots? roots, Your roots, yeah. yeah.
2: Absolutely. I think... When I was younger, I was very much more absorbed in my own life and thinking about what I wanted to do for the future. I think all the young kids growing up in my family, I was probably the one who was most likely to go off on my own and just want to do my own thing rather than listen to what my parents and what my uh, aunts and uncles were saying. I think part of the reason is I was an only child. All of my uh, other cousins had uh, siblings, so... I spent a lot of time just on my own.
0: Yeah, being an only child, I I can understand that. I am, as well, was. My parents are deceased. But, you know, something you said, you both said, roots, and as you get older, and I, I think in my case, a little bit like yours with Vietnam, my background is Polish, it also includes Jewish, and I was also, you know, growing up quite self-absorbed, and then as I got older, I watched my mom, and the history started impact, it was the, I started understanding, and then I became mm. more interested in who I am, my roots, getting older, what does that mean, how do elders and my culture shape me? All those things started coming into play it sounds like you know you went two years ago maybe even sooner started that kind of thinking as well Mm -hmm. yeah
2: it's something that i've certainly thought about in the past i feel like there's a lot of backstory with my family that i uh, didn't pay attention to when i was younger and i think that their stories need to be remembered and need to be told
1: i love that Mm I agree yeah is there any family in Vietnam any elders there that you connected with
2: not when I went back it, I was on my own I think there are still relatives living there it's not something that I really looked into back then but it's definitely something uh, I'd like to look into in the future
0: so what prompted that trip to Vietnam? was there anything in particular that all of a sudden you thought I'd like to go back to my roots and see what my country's about I think it was
2: just time mm-hmm. um, admittedly it was part of a larger trip to Asia so during that trip, I went to Japan and Vietnam, Cambodia uh, and Thailand. But
0: you want to go back, so something's happened.
2: At the time, it was part of a, a journey to explore Asia. And I didn't spend that much time in Vietnam. I was only there for one week. I saw a very beautiful country. It's developing very, very quickly. Mm. But what's also interesting is that the perspective that my mother and my aunts have of the country is a little bit different compared to the Vietnamese people who are living there right now. Who
1: never left.
2: Yeah, you know, my mother fled the country, and so her view of the government there is very negative. Mm -hmm. So before I went there, she told me she was very concerned about my safety. She actually wasn't that enthusiastic about me going back because of how scared she was.
0: Because what she went
2: through. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that clouded her view, and possibly indirectly yours initially, perhaps.
2: Yeah, so it was definitely very interesting for me to be in Vietnam and see some of the war memorials and the war museums where you have a very biased view of how the communist government took over the country.
1: hmm Right. Did you talk to any of the people that had lived through it, stayed, and now are, let's say, in their 60s and 70s in Vietnam? Did you talk to any of them?
2: Not, not at the time, and partly that's because my Vietnamese speaking is mediocre. I can understand when people are speaking Vietnamese to me, but I don't feel like I can get a lot of my ideas across if I try to speak. Right.
0: Can I go back to something you said earlier, there are stories to be told and needs to be remembered. Mm -hmm. So what do you think we owe our ancestors or people before us or history as we start getting older? In your case, you're still fairly young, but nonetheless, you're beginning to think that way. Is is that something you think is personal? What do we owe the generations before us? anything,
2: I think that it's incredibly important to remember the experiences of the people who came before us. And I don't necessarily think that has to be a cultural thing. I think it applies to everybody.
1: But I'm just thinking now in Alberta, there were Ukrainians who settled in the 1800s. And mm. it's very important for them to remember their great-great-grandma and grandpa who broke the earth and lived in sod huts. Yeah. and you know the kind of uh, lifestyle they sacrificed in having to make their own bread and their own clothes yeah
0: yeah and you said in your case of course your parents came on a boat and Mm -hmm. What do you owe them? Because that's quite a sacrifice, traumatic, and must have had some impact on you, even though you're Canadian and born here. But nonetheless, it's almost you feel you owe a little bit, whether that's conscious or not.
2: And I'm also a believer in the saying that, you know, those who forget the mistakes of the past are doomed to repeat (laughs) them. Mm. So I think it's extremely important going forward that we learn from the experiences of the people who came before us and that we pass on that wisdom to our own children, and then our own grandchildren as well.
0: Any suggestions for, you know, your generation, younger, a bit older, to keep those ties?
2: Get to know your elders, get to know your parents, your, you know, your grandparents and... Their stories. You know, their stories. Mm. I think it's extremely important to travel and to go back to their countries or wherever they came from and just to explore, just to see you know, what it's like living in these other countries and to meet the people who are still living there and see what they're like as well.
1: I'm going to go on a different tangent. So taking aside the the Vietnam part, which was Mm -hmm. part of your heritage, you said you went to visit Asia. And as this was your first trip, sometimes there's an awareness that comes when you see something the first time. Do you think there is any difference in the way elders are treated in Asia as opposed to Canada?
2: I think it's 50-50. I think it's partly a stereotype, but I have to admit that growing up, that's something that uh, my parents did say to me. They said that Asian families take care of their elders. So that's definitely something that I've heard a lot in the past. It's an
0: expectation, in I don't.
2: I don't necessarily agree with it. And why is that? And maybe this is my theory. I think part of the reason you see that is uh, there's economics to it. Mm. It's generally easier to take care of your grandparents if you have more money or your family is large for example. I've seen both situations. I can use one very specific example. My nanny, the woman who used to take care of me when I was a toddler and my parents were working, she was a Canadian woman and her husband passed away in 1994 so she spent the rest of her life just living basically by herself and in 2006 she started to suffer from dementia so she had to stop living by herself and she had to move in with her niece. Eventually her niece realized she didn't have the capacity to look after her and so my nanny ended up living in a retirement home by herself. So I used to visit her every few weeks and whenever I went there, she was always alone. And in contrast to that, my grandparents at the moment live with my aunt and my mother in Surrey. And because they have eight kids, Mm. my mother and her aunts have spent a lot of time talking about how they're going to look after my grandparents. And one thing that they've decided recently is that each sibling is going to spend a certain amount of the year coming to Surrey and actually staying with my grandparents and living them for you know a few weeks but that's Um, an
1: interesting point you bring up it's sometimes circumstantial like with eight kids it's a little easier to do your nanny didn't have any children that's right so that also makes it complex so yeah yeah Yeah, circumstances
0: do make a difference Mm -hmm. that's right well Brian thank you so much you know I guess parting words travel be open to your ancestors remember and pass on to your kids next Mm -hmm. generation
2: that's right and you know listen to their stories and try to learn from their wisdom. Experience is the most difficult thing to pass on to other people, especially to younger people, because they're myself. They tend Inverhoved to be very caught up. in your own up. life, yeah. yeah.
0: But it's a
1: conscious but thing. Maybe that's just the way it goes, you know. Maybe that's just the nature of, humanity. You have to become your own person. And, um, and in a way, you're blessed that your parents just let you be a child and have your adolescence and be yourself. And then you could come to it and in your you 30s. Yeah. yeah. And you did. And
0: you have. So Brian, thank you very much for being our guest. Thank, thank you for you. having me. You're very welcome. And it's Anna and Morella signing off for Autumn and Winter Podcast.